ever considered selling a business or perhaps your goal one day is to sell your business. Regardless, this episode is going to be for you. So I have successfully sold two different businesses. Well, it depends how you define successfully, but we're going to dive into that. And both have been very, very different experiences. And there's so many different things that I have learned along the way to make sure I don't make the same mistakes next time around if I ever go to sell a business in future. So I'm going to be sharing everything along with some of those key lessons and tips that I have for anyone who finds themselves in a similar position. Welcome to a Golden Success Podcast, where I'll be sharing the real, raw and honest accounts of crafting an authentically successful small business, and literally nothing is off limits. I'm Lisa, the founder of Golden Brands, a community and membership platform designed for creatives and small business owners navigating the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. Join me weekly as we dive into insightful business topics that are going to empower you to take action to get you closer to that authentic version of business success. Welcome to episode seven of the podcast and we are diving into selling businesses. I do think it's so important to have an end game in business. Your end game may not be to sell your business, but to have some type of end game so you know exactly where you're headed. Because for the majority of us, like we probably don't see ourselves still running our business when we are 50, 60, 70 years old. It's probably not something we still want to be doing when we get to a later stage in life. For many of us, we may only be looking at planning on having a business the next five, six, seven years. And our goal is to eventually sell it or is eventually to find staff managers to take over to free up our time from being so involved in our businesses. So I know a lot of you, a lot of our members, a lot of our community, they have asked the question about selling businesses recently. I also know as an entrepreneur, we tend to have a lot of ideas and we are very creative people naturally and we are constantly having these ideas for different businesses, different projects, different things that we can work on. And if you're anything like me, I have only in the past owned a business for three to four years max and then I've moved on to the next one. And I don't plan on doing that with Golden Brands, but that seems to be like a common pattern from previous businesses. And it's because I get a bit bored of them after that stage. And I just don't really find the enjoyment or excitement in it anymore and I'm ready for like a new challenge and I know that that will always be the case for me that I do need to be challenged and constantly learning and evolving so hence why I have sold two businesses in the past but what I found interesting like a business coach actually asked me this question a few months back and she asked me what is your end game Lisa for Golden Brands and at first I was like oh my goodness I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I'm just trying to focus on the next year. Like I have no idea where I'm going to be four, five, six, seven years down the track. But the more I thought about it, it really did become crystal clear to me for this business. Like I can see myself doing this reasonably long term. And by long term, I mean like 10 years. I can see myself one day like handing over this business to other people to manage and still being part of it in a smaller capacity because I love it so much. And I know that this is a business where it's constantly going to be evolving and growing and it's always going to be a challenge. There's going to be lots of new things that come through this business. So my goal is not to sell this business, but never say never. (laughs) Um, And actually my goal when I started my wedding styling business and my social media management business, my goal wasn't in the beginning to sell. Like that wasn't even on my radar. Um, But a few years in, it became really obvious to me that that was how I was going to get out of that business was to sell it one day. 
And I am fortunate that I've had businesses that are actually sellable. So what I mean by that is for a lot of us, we are the business. So it becomes really, really hard to split off from our business and still have something that is actually sellable. Um, particularly maybe if you're a graphic designer or a website designer, you're an artist, like you are the business. So it's really, really hard to then sell that depending on your business model, unless you turn your graphic design business into more like an agency where you've got other staff and um, people working for you. As a small business owner or a solopreneur where you are doing a creative aspect of the business and it's very much you, you're the face of the business or there's a personal brand attached to the business, it becomes really hard to sell a business. So if that's your goal for the long term is to eventually sell, just thinking about that, how you can make your business actually sellable one day if you, if your skills, knowledge, creativity is essentially what you're selling, um, you might just have to think about that a little bit strategically of how you can position the business and or change up the model so that you actually have a sellable asset at the end of the day. So let's start with my experience with selling my very first business. This was my wedding styling and planning business. This was actually the very first business that I owned as well. Um, back when I was 24, I started this business. And I tried to sell it, I believe, when I got pregnant with my oldest son, Lincoln. That was the first time that I tried to sell it. And we're going to say first time because it actually took a couple of attempts to sell this business. So I got pregnant. Um, there were some things that happened in our life that kind of changed our circumstances financially without going into all of that. Um, and I ended up going back to work full time in HR alongside running my wedding planning and styling business, which I was essentially running full time as well because I had so many weddings booked. So I was juggling the both of it while I was pregnant and very lethargic, sick. It was just not a great time for me and I was working like a crazy person. So I'm like, okay, I've got to get out of this. Um, I knew my HR job would come to an end as soon as the baby was born. I would take um, maternity leave, parental leave, but I needed a solution for my wedding styling business and the only way out of it really I could see was to sell it. I couldn't continue to do weddings after my son was born just because of how like physical they were, how time consuming. Like I would be at weddings all weekend from 6am in the morning to midnight and then I'd be back at 1am in the morning packing down a wedding and that just wasn't going to work with a newborn baby and in my position so I knew I needed to sell it. So I put it up on an Australian marketplace called Gumtree. I don't even know if Gumtree's still around, I'm assuming it is. So that's where I listed it for sale. And I did have quite a lot of interest because I had built up a really strong brand and I had built a really great business. Like it was profitable, um, definitely sellable. Like it was a wonderful little business. And so I put it up on Gumtree and I had quite a few different inquiries from a very odd mix of people, but that's okay. That wasn't up to me to judge if they thought that they could be a wedding stylist. But what I found, the more meetings that I was having with people, is that there were quite a few people that just wanted to pick my brain. They just wanted to essentially replicate what I had created. Um, they were asking me a lot of questions around like my processes, around um, like everything, the vendors that I was working with, 
how I would onboard a client, how I was marketing, like literally all of the ins and outs of my business. And I was just an oversharer and I just gave everyone all the information that they asked for. I didn't have an NDA, so no one was signing anything before they came to meet with me to discuss the business. I was just handing over everything, like this is everything I do, this is how the business operates, this is how much money we make, here's my profit and loss statement. Like I was just giving it out. Um, not to literally everyone, but to a lot of people I shouldn't have been giving all that information out to because I should have been vetting people and I should have had like some actual questions to ask them on that first call before I even met with them in person and I was just wasting my time, um, not wasting their time because they got lots of great knowledge and stuff out of it, but it was definitely a big learning curve for me. So that went on for probably five or six months and you know, I knew that my son was coming in nine months. Like I really want to sell the business, but I just started getting fed up with the whole process. It was taking me too long. I still had weddings. I was still working full time. Like I just couldn't manage it all. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put this to the side. I'm just not going to take on any more weddings. Um, I had a couple booked already for after my son was actually going to be born that were booked like, well, like probably 12 to 18 months in advance. So there was already a few weddings in the pipeline. I'm like, okay, they're not huge weddings. I feel like I could manage them if I need to. I just want to take on any more weddings after that point. So I just started feeding all of my inquiries and client um, calls, everything to my friends who had wedding styling businesses that so they were getting all of that business. And I'm like, okay, I will figure this out when I need to, but I'm just not going to take on any more weddings. Then it was about maybe a month before my son was born and I probably felt really fed up again that I wasn't coping very well with the amount of work I had on my plate. So I listed the business for sale again, again got a few time wasters, but this time I actually asked a few questions and tried to vet people a little bit better so I wasn't just meeting with everyone. And I did end up meeting with um, a lady who lived on the Sunshine Coast at the time I was in Brisbane and she was really keen to buy the business and she was lovely. Um, her and her daughter came along to meet with me, discuss the business and we went through everything together. Um, and although she didn't have any like prior experience or anything, um, she was really keen to buy it. So I'm like, okay, I'm happy to sell it to her. And we went through the process. We got a contract drawn up. We negotiated um, not really around price so much, but more around what would be included in terms of like the handover. And I had a certain amount of hours that I would commit over, I think it was a three month period to go through all of the processes and to teach them everything about the business. And because I had a few weddings booked for after my son was going to be born, it was a perfect opportunity for the new owner to come with me to like actually learn um, at a real wedding and see what I do. So that was a really great exercise to go through <laughs> together to train her um, on more aspects of the business. So although I was able to sell it, I definitely wasn't able to sell it for as much as I would have been able to sell it for given if I had sold it like a year or so prior with a whole year of weddings booked because I didn't take on any other weddings after my son was born. So essentially this lady was taking over it with no future bookings. I know now like, I could have sold it for a lot more money, but also that would have been more stress because then I would have had to tell my clients that I'm no longer going to do your wedding. It's going to be this new owner. And I didn't know that she was going to be able to actually deliver on the weddings that I had taken on. Um, obviously her style would be different. She didn't have the experience. So there was a lots of, you know, 
potential problems that could arise from that situation. So it was actually probably a blessing in disguise that I got less money, but I was still able to sell it with no obligation to my clients because there wasn't any future clients after that point. So that was a really, I guess, difficult process to actually go through. And that more came actually after the sale was complete. The new owner, she was absolutely lovely and, you know, really eager to learn. But of course it was hard from my point of view that her style, her way of doing things was very, very different to how I approach things. And of course that's completely out of my control what the new owner does, but I found it really hard to witness it, to see it, and to see things coming up on social media and be like, oh no, that's not in line with the brand, like that's not something I would do. And I just found it really hard. So what I actually had to do is just unfollow everything and completely remove myself from it. Like I had sold it, someone else had taken over, it was her job now, and she could obviously, she had free reign to do whatever she wanted with it, but I just found like after spending so much of my life building up that business and getting it to a really great point to then see someone come in and completely change everything up, like the very first thing she did was get a whole new website, and we, I had worked like for years getting the business in the first couple spots in Google, I worked so much on SEO, and it was performing so, so well. And then that was all gone the moment she went and changed the whole entire website. And I was just like, why? Why do that? Because that's where all my bookings were coming from because I'd worked so hard on SEO. So there were lots of things like that. And I'm like, okay, nope. I have to just remove myself from it, unfollow and move on. Start a new business, which is what I did. Um, so I did actually have an, another business called Socializer Stock Image Based Business. Um, that one I didn't sell. I did actually end up closing that for a number of reasons. That business just didn't work out, which I can go into on a, in another podcast. But then I created my third business, Socialized, which was a social media management business. And that business, again, I sold that after having my second son. And that was off the back of going through a really, really hard year of trying to juggle this growing business, having a newborn and a toddler. It was so incredibly hard and I wasn't enjoying being a social media manager. I was on my phone 24-7. I just knew I needed to get out of it. It was just such a hectic time in my life and the business was growing really, really quickly. I had a lot of clients. I had taken probably on more work than what I could actually manage and yeah, it was just, it was time for me to sell it and to move on. And this was the easiest business sale in history. The easiest business sale you could ever imagine. I put it up on Trade Me, which is the New Zealand marketplace site here. So I put it up on Trade Me. To be honest, I didn't really spend a lot of time on the, the advert for it. I just popped it up. I didn't write the name of my business on it. I kept that anonymous. But that night that I put it up, that very next day, or was it the same day? I think it was the very next day. I got an email from a local marketing company saying like, Lisa, is this your business? We are really keen to buy it. I was like, yes, you would be perfect. They already own a marketing agency. Bringing on Socialized, my social media management business would just align so perfectly. They work in marketing. They know what they're doing. They already have a team. Like I'm like, this couldn't 
be any easier. And I'd actually already met the owners once before. We had we shared an office space in Nelson in town. They were actually on the same floor as me, like just around the corner from my office. So we'd actually met once before. Um, so I already knew who they were. I'm like, yeah, you can have it. You're going to be the perfect person to buy it. And they were really organized. They actually got an NDA for me up front just to kind of give me peace of mind. A non-disclosure agreement is, is what an NDA is. So this is just something that both parties sign to let everyone know that, you know, all the information shared is going to be completely confidential and just to kind of give you like that reassurance and, you know, peace of mind that, you know, they're serious too, that they're actually invested in this process. So I did, of course, need to show a lot of financial documents like profit and loss statements for the last few years of business. Um, I submitted tax returns for them to do their due diligence, which ended up taking a few weeks, I believe, maybe three or four weeks to go through that process. So I had all my financial documents prepared. I also had created SOPs and I had put all of my business files, um, images, like all of the, like literally everything that I use in my business for my business to operate. I had started organizing all of that into folders, putting it into Google Drive, writing out all of my SOPs, putting them in Google Docs. I had also like tidied up my Asana, put together like lists of all of my clients, past clients, all my leads, inquiries from the past 12 months into Google Sheets. So I was really organized this time around. Um, so there wasn't a lot of extra work that I kind of needed to do from my end. And again, we got a contract drawn up. We both were happy with it. Um, both signed it. The only real thing that we kind of negotiated on was the handover period. And I committed to still being part of the business um, for a minimum of three months to help them hire a staff member to replace me and to help with like, um, not onboarding, help transition like my clients over and get everyone up to speed. Um, and the staff member that we ended up hiring, uh, so I did this in the process alongside the new owners, she was just absolutely incredible. She's still part of the business today and she just like hit the ground running. So there wasn't actually a lot that I needed to do in that handover period. It was just such an easy and smooth process. The new owners are absolutely amazing. They actually ended up moving to the area of Nelson that I live in now and their offices are kind of like two minutes behind my house. So I see their sign all the time and the, our boys go to daycare together. They were actually at my son's birthday recently. So I know them reasonably well now. Um, it's such a small world when you live in New Zealand. <laughs> so I'm very, very grateful for this experience and they have just taken the business from strength to strength. It is absolutely thriving and it's just so wonderful to see. Like, it makes me so happy to see all the progress that they have made. So I really couldn't have gone any better. But I wanted to leave you all with a few key, like, tips and things that I would recommend considering before you sell your business or before you start going through this process. So firstly, people are going to ask you for your financial documents that's the very first thing that they are going to ask you for. There's no way around this. You can't avoid it. If you're selling a business, they're going to want to see, is the business profitable? Like, what are your expenses? What's the revenue? They're going to want to see all of that information. So getting your financial documents all up to date and ready to email off to prospective buyers is going to save a whole heap of time. 
get an accountant to help you. I actually did that in the past just to make sure that everything I was sending was actually up to date and accurate because not it's not always the case if I just print things straight from zero. List out everything that is going to be included in the business sale, like absolutely any, everything and anything that won't be included. So this might not be on your, your advert that you put together, but this might be like in another PDF that you put together that goes into a bit more detail about the business sale, what's going to be included. It's actually really great to put together a PDF like that, that answers any questions that people are going to have about um, your business and what's on offer and if it's actually going to be the right opportunity for them. Having a really great advert for the sale, this is of course key. So think about who is going to be best suited to buy your business? What person is it going to suit? Like what's included in the sale? What are the benefits for running this business? Is there any like unique point of difference? Try and make this interesting to capture attention just as you would do any other advert. It needs to be really well written. It needs to capture attention. Another question that one of my members actually asked me recently was around pricing your business. And this is such a tricky question. I know there are calculators online that you can use to give you a bit of a ballpark figure on what your business is actually worth. And this is not my area of expertise whatsoever. Like I just kind of pulled random figures from nowhere when I was selling my business. Like what would I be comfortable with selling this business for and letting go off it. Like that's pretty much how I looked at it. And I also looked at for my social media management business, I had ongoing clients. So considering the revenue that was attached to those ongoing clients that the new business owners would get. Um, but of course, then there's no guarantee that those clients wouldn't drop off at some point. So that was also kind of factored into the price. If you have stock, like obviously that's a great way as a starting point, like looking at how much stock your business has. Like when I had my wedding hire business, I had like X amount of wedding hire equipment. So that kind of gave me a benchmark for then, you know, what other things can I add on top of that to make up that sale price? That's kind of how I approached it. Definitely not an area though that I would say to come to me for advice on. Do some research, speak to your accountant. You can also get a business broker to price your business for you. You may even like to look at using a business broker. And I would encourage this if you have a reasonably large business, um, like medium to large size business, then you probably want to use a business broker. So there's a few quick tips that I would like to leave you with if you are considering looking at selling a business. I do hope that this has been of value if anyone is considering selling a business at some point. And of course, if you've got any other questions at all, just feel free to DM me on Instagram and I can um, chat for any of my experiences or some of the points that I have covered. But yeah, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I will be back next Friday with another podcast episode.